Welcome everyone to Unity Without Compromise. This is your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip. You know, the attack on America is raging and we have not begun yet to see the worst of it. It's coming. The attacks on America have been created by a united front that actually involve a very powerful domestic enemy called government and also a conglomerate of wealthy globalist enemies and they are after us and have great power because of their wealth and then they are also joined with some bona fide true declared enemies of foreign nations like the ccp like iran and iraq and things are now getting bad enough that people are genuinely beginning to search. Sometimes we search in desperation. When things get hard in life, we suddenly become more spiritual. And for that reason, I want to discuss with you today the snares of crisis spirituality. Because this is a very timely topic and something that can make or break you. And there is so much nonsense and so much dangerous talk out there that I think it needs to be exposed. And I have affirmed with you that my goal as I speak on this program is simply to share with you some basic truths that are going to hopefully not only shape your present life, but have an influence on your eternal life. And that is very, very important. What I'm talking about today is spirituality gone bad. And that's exactly what I mean by crisis spirituality. We live in a day and age where fear and confusion are the leading themes of our time. So many people are living daily wondering what tomorrow will bring, what new cataclysmic events, how will the world be tomorrow? Because it seems to be getting worse on a daily basis. And that does lead people to seek a spiritual journey, at least for many. And that's a good thing, I believe, but we have to beware of the many traps that are set before us, and these traps are hidden. They are camouflaged, and if you're not aware of it and not looking out for them, you will be a victim upon being a victim of those who wish to destroy our very nation. Spirituality that has gone bad is something that we can guard ourselves against, and I want you to be aware of that. Now, before I did this program today, I looked up just the word spirituality. I Googled it and came upon an article called What is Spirituality and How to Choose Your, capitalized, your path. This was an article written by Alethea on October 21st, 2022. So you can find this on the internet. Now, she starts out by stating, do a quick search on Google 
for the question, what is spirituality? And you will receive 3 billion plus results in less than a second. Now, I didn't put her to that task. I did not Google spirituality or what is spirituality. But I know that what she is saying is likely very true because many, many people, in fact, the great majority of people in the world are very spiritual. That is, they are seeking something beyond themselves, beyond this life. And it probably goes with the words written in Ecclesiastes when God has said that he has put eternity in our hearts. That is what separates man, humankind, from every other animal in the animal kingdom. And so we ought to pay attention to that. But she makes a very good point. Alethea says that three billion plus Different voices, perspectives, backgrounds, and beliefs are all trying to answer the same single question. What is spirituality? Now, Aletheia, just to give you a little background, uh, describes herself as a prolific psycho-spiritual writer, author, educator, and guide whose work has touched the lives of millions worldwide. She goes on to describe herself as being a survivor of fundamentalist religious abuse. Now, that tells me just about everything I need to know about this author. Here is a person who has been subjected to spiritual abuse. And that does happen many, many times in people's lives. And there are perhaps a good number of listeners today who have been subjected to such spiritual abuse from parents, grandparents, whatever, that you want nothing whatsoever to do with religiosity or religion. Now, that might be Christianity or perhaps some other uh, Christian faith or pseudo-Christian faith or um, any other of the other world religions. But I think that Alethea makes some good points. In fact, she states out right from the get-go that spirituality is like an eclectic rainbow. In other words, it's made up of all different colors. And she says there are endless varieties of paths and practices out there. Now, that is a very true statement. It is very true, but it is a very dangerous statement as well, because there are many paths and practices that lead to death and destruction, and I'm talking physical and spiritual death. So sure, there's a lot of practices out there. There's a lot of practices that would mislead you, a lot of would-be prophets who have something to say to convince you that among those three-plus billion voices, theirs is the right one and you should follow them. So Alethea says what matters is that you choose something that feels true to you. Now, that also is a very scary statement. She also mentions that when what you like right now, what you need right now, will likely evolve in the future. And that comment means that there are no absolute truths. See, whatever is true is what you feel is true. Now, that is a great deception. And 
when she declares that you are an eternally evolving creature, um, that's a very nebulous, vague statement. And also it's a dangerous one. So what I want to do today is sort out the snares of crisis spirituality. And I want to contend for a method of preventing yourself from being a victim of such abuses. Because what Aletheia doesn't realize is that she presently, by her platform, is abusing many people spiritually if you consider the consequences of what she is telling you, because this is spirituality gone bad. And Aletheia, I would suggest, is participating in a victim of, fully a victim of, crisis spirituality. So we need to discuss why it is that so many people are misled. Now, we also have to be careful because when we are living as a global entity, as the people abroad in all nations, if we are living in fear and confusion, then we are looking for answers. We are looking for security. We're looking for safety and some people are actually looking for truth. And unfortunately, there's a lot of influential people out there who will gladly suddenly claim to start seeing visions and hearing messages from God. And because they have an audience that they want to please, they are going to declare themselves to be actual prophets from God. Now, that's a very scary thing because people are listening and we need to recognize such people for what they are. These are popularity seekers and we need to be extremely cautious to not be deceived by such popularity seekers. You see, if I wanted to come to you today and really get a huge following, I could make all kinds of claims. And I could tell you that I have all the answers that I am the one who is the true spokesman from God. And you need to listen to me, or you're going to die, or you're going to crash, you are not going to prosper. But is popular a message that I could confabulate for you, I would not be speaking the truth. And so we need to really be cautious when we hear people who tell us, well, I have received a vision from God, or God has given me a specific message and I need to act on it. And so do you. So by all means, listen to me because I am the truth. I have all truth. And of course, we are a very, very vulnerable population. Now, a lot of people are really searching, not in vain, but searching with a fervent heart, really wanting to know the truth. But you need to recognize that you can still be deceived and very easily. In fact, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10, the first three verses says, Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. 
for not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. And see, that's exactly what a lot of people are doing right now. They are seeking to establish their own salvation, their own truths, if you will, their own righteousness and their own spirituality. But you can build a foundation on the sand or on a rock. And the Bible talks about that very, very clearly. So we must recognize that people are extremely vulnerable. And we have seen that fully exposed as we look at the statistics, for example, of all the people who were duped into taking the bioweapon, the COVID shot, okay? So there's a lot of people dropping dead every day from so-called sudden death syndrome, right? And well, those sudden deaths are being caused by the spike protein, causing all kinds of heart uh, crises, respiratory problems, you name it. We have not even begun to see the damage and how many people will die from a toxic shot because people were vulnerable. They were afraid that they might die from this virus, which itself was a bioweapon, but it was not the real weapon of intent. It was simply to make way for the toxic bioweapon shot. So a lot of people believed in it, took the shot, and because of their gullibility, they are suffering dearly. And many people think, well, I took the shot and had no problem whatsoever. So I think I did the right thing and they're sticking to it. But I guarantee you, the scientific evidence is accumulating drastically. And being gullible can be very, very costly, both in the field of science and when it comes to spirituality. Now, suddenly, everyone has become an expert, right? On viruses, on current events, on prophecy, and on interpreting signs, right? Everybody is saying, oh, look what's happening. This is so, this, this applies to the book of Revelation. This is Armageddon. This is what's been prophesied. Well, be very careful with that, okay? Because these words have come down to us in history time and time again, where spiritual leaders have prophesied that the end times are here and you might as well pack up your bags because we won't be here tomorrow. And lo and behold, here we are. So the deceivers are many, but there is a liability for those who have even been deceived. And I will get into that and share some words with you on that because we do not want to be deceived anymore. And I hope you share that, that thought with me and that belief with me. See, more than ever right now, we are living in a time where we need to be very wise and very discerning. Before you start following and shifting with the, all the changes in the wind's direction, you want to evaluate and test things. Test people who claim that they are prophets of God, spokesmen for God. And don't be too quick to jump on the bandwagon like the COVID shots, because it could cost you your life. 
physically. And when it comes to spirituality, if there is any truth in the message that comes from God, it could cost you your spiritual life as well, your eternal life. And that's something to consider. Now, we are going through these hard times, and I'm in some ways actually pleased about it. I mean, I have been fighting with everything I have to expose the deceit and the corruption that is coming from our government, from every government agency. It is coming uh, to us um, through organized medicine in a way that just astounds me because of the deception and corruption. I really did believe that medicine was the noble profession, but even to this day, despite all the evidence that is accumulating on what's really happening with the pandemic, we have a great majority of doctors who still don't want to speak the truth. Now, many of them are turning around, having second thoughts. They can't live with themselves. They're starting to sleep less because they know that they have been pushing a lie and they have been silent just to save their own skins. Okay, but these people are suffering and the doctors who push the lies are suffering because they are false prophets. And there is a blessing in these trials because those through those hardships, many people want answers and they are searching for truth. And they are actually, many people are turning back to God. And that's a great thing because our dependence is fully upon the creator of this world, the creator of this universe. Look at what happened when the Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, had a cardiac arrest on the field. I was looking at all the, the tweets and all the responses, and suddenly all these people, everyone was suddenly praying, right? Oh, God, please save him. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't die. I just, wow, everybody got spiritual in just a few seconds. Now, this itself is a form of crisis spirituality. Okay, but it does go to show you that when we experience crises in life, it turns us to the eternal God who has spoken to us the eternal truths, and we are fools to ignore the words of truth. But we do have to be extremely careful about what we believe and who we believe. Because if you're not careful, you might end up like this author, Aletheia, who says you can choose anything you want because spirituality is like an eclectic rainbow. She went on in that article to describe five categories of the most common spiritual paths out there. And she says any one of them is okay. Okay, search your soul, find out what feels comfortable for you, claim your own truth, and that'll be it. And, you know, that's just so dangerous. That is so dangerous. That is being gullible. That is just like taking the toxic COVID shot. And we have to be honest with ourselves and say, no, 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 I'm not going to allow myself to again be deceived 
and many people are being deceived because of all the false prophets out there. And we are given so many warnings with that regard. We are told in the scriptures, in the Holy Bible, to beware of false prophets and false teachers. In fact, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, we are told, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That means that the sheep's clothing means that they are benign. They are doctors. They are lawyers. They are leaders of our country, perhaps the elite of the elite. They are the renowned ones of our land. And when they speak, their voice has authority. They come to you in a suit and tie. They are well-dressed. They are wealthy and well-spoken for many, many times. But that's exactly the time that we must all beware if we don't want to be deceived by their sweet, sugary words. Because you'll swallow that pill and suddenly it will turn extremely bitter. And it can and oftentimes does destroy a person. So we must beware of the false teachers, the politicians, the preachers even. The doctors, anyone can be a false teacher. And so we should follow Jesus' words and beware of those false prophets, no matter who they are. And that is what I would like to discuss a little bit further as we go on. How many people have you listen to maybe at church in a just in a gathering of people or you're discussing some topic of importance and people have said to you well the lord said to me right the lord has told me or god has shown me well watch out watch out and be very careful when you hear those words because what these people have just done is declared themselves to be a prophet. And a prophet is one who speaks for God. So you yourself should be very careful. And when you say the Lord said to me or the Lord has shown me, you'd better clarify that because that has consequences. You have just made yourself to be someone representing God himself. Now, that's a very dangerous thing to do and to say if the Lord really did not say that to you. See, the Greek definition of the word prof, uh, for prophet is one who speaks forth or own openly, prophetes. Uh, is a proclaimer of a divine message. And if you are proclaiming yourself to be a prophet, then what you're really doing is adding to the scripture or maybe possibly taking away from that. And that is so very dangerous. Now, how do you know when someone says, well, the Lord said to me, um, what are you supposed to do with that statement? Well, I would suggest that first you want to consider the possible motives 
of these people. Because what I see them saying is, listen to me. I am important. I have something to say to you, and I want to get your attention. You see, people often do it because they want a following. They want to expand their image. They want to be more popular. They want to be better received. And this we see even throughout the Old Testament because there were many times when false prophets spoke and they were exposed because the people who say the Lord said to me, these people generally have a shallow theology or they really don't know what they believe. They don't know what they're talking about. Or like the author of this article, What is Spirituality? They tend to say anything goes. You can choose your path, choose your practice, and that'll be the right thing for you. And that is just wrong. That is deceptive. That is utterly despicable because it will destroy you. It's just like someone who says that, you know, I'm, I'm pursuing happiness. Remember that the, the pursuit of happiness is never going to lead you to happiness. The pursuit of happiness is a, an absolute guarantee that you'll never find it, right? So how do you actually find happiness? Well, don't pursue it. But if you pursue the right spirituality, that is seek God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, all your being, then you might find happiness, but then you'll find out that happiness is not what you thought it was. It does not consist in the possession of things. It is not pertaining to wealth. Happiness is a state of mind that makes you joyful because of your circumstances or despite your circumstances. And that's what makes spirituality so par powerful because you rise above your circumstances. So these proclaimers who say, God has shown me, or God has told me, or I have received a vision from God, beware, because you have a responsibility to either accept or reject that, and you need to know how to do that. And that is extremely important, because if you are deceived, it has consequences. If you go back to the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament, that is one of these books that was written in very symbolic language. In Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 28, we are hearing about some of the false prophets who were speaking to the Israelites. And verse 28 of Ezekiel 22 says, her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, thus says the Lord, when the Lord had not spoken. And that's what these people are saying. Well, the Lord said to me, oh, well, you're proclaiming, thus says the Lord. Okay, now, if you turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 14, verses 14 through 16, we read a similar thing. Now pay close attention to the point of this passage. And the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you with a false vision, 
divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, whom I did not send, and who say, sword and famine shall not be in this land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall be consumed, and the people to whom they prophesy shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. They will have no one to bury them, them nor their wives, their sons, nor their daughters, for I will pour their wickedness on them. You see, the point is this. Both the false prophet and those who trust in them will be destroyed. In other words, ignorance is not bliss. That is such an important message that we must take to heart and understand. Because sure, these false prophets are going to be exposed and they will be severely, harshly judged by God. We have that promise in scripture that we ought not to change the message of God in any way. And we, even as Christians, do not take that point seriously enough. There are consequences to someone who would claim to be a prophet, a spokesman for God. But there are also consequences to those gullible people who are really not searching God, but just grasping for straws for anything they can cling to and say, yes, this is my spirituality. And then they too are destroyed. Now, there's a way to decipher the truth, to get at the truth, to determine whether these people are true spokesmen for God or not. And we better pay heed to it because it will affect us now and for all eternity. I'm going to take a short break and be right back with you. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. 
was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latula. I want you to uh, be advised that this show now airs at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturdays and Sundays each weekend. And I am so grateful that you have joined me today. Realize that these shows do go to podcast. You can access them at americaoutloud.com. I also write one or two uh, columns a week for America Aloud, and you can also access those articles at the same website. Today, I have been talking about being aware of the snares of crisis spirituality, which is actually spirituality gone bad. It is a response to some form of tough times in our life. And when we go through tough times, we look upward, just as we saw with all of those people concerned for the Buffalo Bills player, Damar Hamlin, as he suffered a cardiac arrest on the field. But we need to really be aware of who we are praying to and be aware specifically of the false prophets and the many false teachers who have come to you and I, to the world, declaring, I have the truth. I will tell you what God has told me. Those are very dangerous words simply because God has spoken to us, and he has spoken to us in times of old through prophets who were true prophets, but even during those times, there were false prophets. And those false prophets were very dangerous to us, not just because they were dangerous with their message, but if we believed a false message, those people would suffer the same fate as the false prophet. And the same holds true today. There are consequences to what we believe, and it doesn't matter what religious faith you are coming from, the words from scripture hold true and apply to everyone in the world. And that is specifically to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. If we fail to seek God with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our strength, then we will likely fail to know God. And that is the most costly event that could happen to you and me in this life. And so as we are told in Matthew 7, 15, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. They might be politicians. They could be doctors. They could be businessmen. They could be very wealthy people. They could be your preacher in your local church. We are warned many times that these false teachers and false prophets arise from within the church itself. 
And so if we are to become more keenly aware of the traps that have been set for us, the traps of false forms of spirituality that we might tend to want to grab onto simply because we are searching and because we are in a crisis, we have to have a means of testing the authenticity of any message. Now, that is exactly the problem that we face with someone who states, God has spoken to me, or God has shown me, God has told me, God has revealed to me. Because when somebody says that to me, the very first question I have in my mind is, how do I know God has spoken to you? How do I test those words? And you shouldn't be afraid to defend that if I question you, because I have a right to know that you are speaking the truth. But how do I know that, that I can even discern the truth if I don't have some standard of truth? And so we need to be able to come up with a test of authenticity. But let's remember a very, very important point that was stated in Jeremiah that the false prophet, as well as the people who follow false prophets, will suffer the consequences of following a lie. And it's a great corollary that we see right before our eyes all the people who have suffered, are suffering, and are dying and have died because they took a shot, which was a weapon used to deceive people so that they would be destroyed. That is explicitly the purpose of any bioweapon. And the false prophet with his false words, and that includes any words that cannot be tested, I would suggest to you that those words are very much also a bioweapon. They are a spiritual bioweapon. And that's even more dangerous than a shot that will kill you. So what is the test of authenticity? Well, let's remember one other thing. If you go to 2 John chat, uh, uh, verse a correction, Second John uh, 2, verses 9. We are told, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. And if anyone comes to you, and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. And that's kind of a corollary to the point made by Jeremiah. Not only do we make ourselves guilty when we follow a false teacher, but we share. We actually participate in those evil deeds because we will likely spread the false message. And that has happened 
in the churches of America, throughout America and throughout the world, there's a lot of false teaching out there. But we are told, we are told specifically in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 21 and 22, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. So there it is. Ah, God has spoken to me and told me that I should proclaim this message to you, and here it is. Well, how do I test it? How exactly do we test it? Do you worship Allah? Do you go to Allah, or are you a Buddhist? Um, where do you turn to, to test the truth? What is the test of truth? Would you go to Mother Earth? Are you a, uh, a worshiper of the earth and of nature? The creation versus the creator? Or would you even turn to the Pope? Is it likely to lead you to truth? That's an important question that we all have to answer. And the answer comes from knowing the scriptures. Because the Bible specifically says that it is the word of God. And it gives us everything we need to know. Now, that's a critical point that we have to understand. If you turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 3, 16 and 17, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, we are point blank told that all scripture, that is the Old Testament and the New Testament, is given by inspiration of God, meaning it is God-breathed, all the words, regardless of who the author is, all those writings come from God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, which is teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there it is. If we are complete and thoroughly equipped so that we can discern things and be equipped to do every good work, if we have sound doctrine that is given to us in Scripture and it can correct us and reprove us or help us to discern whether we are doing the right thing or the wrong thing, then... That's the final authority of Scripture, and that is exactly how we test all things. Now, at the time that Paul was speaking these words to, to Timothy, his words that he was speaking were being written down, and so now we have a completed Scripture. We have the documents that were handed down to us that were inspired by God, and that's all we need. And after that time, once we were given the full record, let's just be honest, there is no more need for another prophet, and there have been no modern prophets. And I know that's a bold statement. Some of you will balk at it. Some of you will shun it. Some of you will disagree with me. But what do the words of Scripture mean that it says all scripture is inspired by God and gives us the teaching that we need 
the reproof, the correction, the instruction in righteousness so that we are complete means needing nothing else. And we are thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, we need nothing more. We don't need any new messages from God. The next words from God will come to us on the day of judgment when he returns, when Jesus Christ returns to this earth. But the final test for every claim is scripture. Now, you'd think that would solve the problem, especially for Christians, because if we have the scriptures, then we have everything, right? But not necessarily because there's a lot of perversion of scripture. What we need to do is be like the Bereans and search out the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Now, this is recorded in the book of Acts on uh, one of Paul's missionary journeys. He had just gone to the city of Thessalonica and received kind of a hard time from the Thessalonians as he spoke the gospel message to them. And then he went on to Berea, another city where, as it says in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, they were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. Oh, how nice. In that, they received the word with all readiness. Okay, so they heard the gospel preached by Paul, and they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And that is exactly the test that you and I have when someone who claims to be a prophet, meaning that someone says, well, the Lord said to me, that this is so, because if you will be completely honest, the Lord seems to be saying a lot of things to a lot of people. And when those things conflict, somebody has to be wrong. And it's just possible that everybody could be wrong because God does not speak in this day through prophets. Now, God does say he will answer prayer for us. And God says a lot of things to my heart, to my soul, but he says them through the scriptures. God has told me what his will is for me through the scriptures. Now, does that mean he told me to be a doctor? No, God didn't tell me to do that. I didn't initially grow up wanting to be a doctor. I ended up going into the military, enlisting two weeks after high school, going to basic training because I wanted to do something with my life, make something of myself. And since I was such a screwball in high school, I grew up in the military. And then I discovered that, hey, if I work hard, I can pretty much do what I want. At least give, God has given me some ability and I want to give that gift back to him. But it came through a process. And so I had to discover things for myself that what God's will for me can be different, but it's based on God's word. God's will is spoken through his word. We know what God desires for us based on the words given to us in the scriptures. There is no deviation from that. And if I were to tell you God has said to me this or that, then you ought to be very suspicious of me. 
Because if you believe it, then I would suggest you are a victim of crisis spirituality, and that is being very, very gullible. We are living in a time when hard times are coming, and I think that we are going to see an awful lot of stuff come down upon us, rain down upon us in the year 2023. We are seeing some signs of hope in that some of our congressmen spoke up. We had 20 brave souls who were bold, who were courageous, and who didn't back down until they finally were satisfied and came to an agreement, and there was a lot of progress made. But let's remember that the forces of darkness in our government are very, very strong and very deceptive, very misleading, and they are riddled with false prophets. And so we better be very, very careful and test these people to see if what they are saying is true. If we are going to be blessed by these trials that are coming our way, then we have to seek God. We have to seek truth and determine what our spirituality is going to be. Not our religion per se, because there is uh, a lot of argument between what is spiritual and what is religious. Some people say spirituality is anything you choose because they don't want to follow any rules. And God has given us some rules. And if we obey God, we are blessed. We are happy. We are whole as people. Our families stay together. Our children grow up healthy and wise so that they are not deceived by critical race theory and so forth. So there is much wisdom in reading the Bible and in interpreting it soundly. And that is so critically important. That is exactly the reason why I wrote my book, Unity Without Compromise, simply to turn people back to the Bible and say, do it justice interpret it soundly by applying the rules of human language to the Bible. And anybody who will do that will come out far ahead and will not be deceived. In the denominational world that we live in today, there are more divisions in the church than ever before in America. And unfortunately, particularly with the unfolding of the COVID-19 pandemic crisis that was created, we saw a separation of the sheep and the goats. And the fact is, there seem to be a whole lot more goats than sheep who are actually followers of Christ. The Bible says that we must be bold and we must expose all the unfruitful works of darkness, and we have a responsibility to know God's will. Remember the Great Commission? Go therefore to all nations, making disciples. And how do we do it? By proclaiming all the things that God has told us and by being baptized. That's what the word says. So if we are to learn all the things of God, then we need to read all of scripture. How many people have actually read the entire Bible in their life? Not many. And yet we 
proclaim to have our eternal destiny based on that book? How can you not read it? How can you not know what it says? That is very dangerous. That in itself is a dangerous form of spirituality, because if you seek out the scriptures daily to see if these things are so, these messages that are claimed to be the word of God, and if you test them based on the word of God, you're not going to be deceived. We have to beware the snares of crisis spirituality. Definitely hard times are coming. We will have to choose for ourselves to find the answers to cope with these hard times. And remember that in the scripture that we are told that specifically, if we seek the Lord, if we seek to follow and obey the Lord, we will suffer. We will pay a price. If you are a genuine Christian, sure, you're going to be kind to your neighbor. You're going to be gracious. You're going to be patient, but you're going to speak the truth as well to them because of a love in your heart for that person. And that's what we as Christians need to do. And when we love someone that much, what we also want to do is love them enough to be able to speak the truth, because many snares have already been laid, and right now, deception is rampant, and it's rampant everywhere you turn. When I search out some of the threads that I'm on among doctors, I sometimes hear false teaching, even as it pertains to medicine. But that's my opinion, you see, and it's okay to have an opinion, but we have to base it on some standard of truth. We all have our experiences in life. And so many times, just as Aletheia chose to uh, have any form of spirituality be okay, except Christianity, she made no mention of the Bible. And that is her error. Her error is egregious. By the way, Aletheia, the author of that article, What is Yours? What is Spirituality? Her name that she has chosen there is not her real name. Aletheia is a Greek word, and it is specifically a word in the Koine form of Greek, which was the Greek of the New Testament. Aletheia means truth. Now, isn't that interesting that Aletheia has chosen a New Testament word as her name? Now, Aletheia, I guarantee you, is still searching, as you might be also today, for truth. What separates Christianity from every other form of religion in the world? One thing, and do test this for yourselves, Christianity alone declares a salvation that is not based on works. You cannot earn your way to heaven, and therefore there is no such thing as purgatory. There is no purging that we must ourselves do to make us holy, because even that would 
fail. Hence, we all need a savior, a perfect sacrifice for our sins. And the Bible makes it very clear that Jesus Christ is the propitiation for our sins, meaning he paid the price in full, past, present, future sins, all paid. All we need to choose is the righteous path set before us by Jesus Christ. And don't listen to anybody for you, but read the scripture yourself to determine if those words are true. And if you do that, you will not be disappointed. The time already has come when even many professing Christians do not endure sound doctrine. And the Bible warned us of that. And because of that failure to not endure sound doctrine, and because of the subsequent lawlessness that now abounds, the hearts of many people are growing cold. And so the question remains, who will stand in the gap? Well, I want to be one of those who will, and I would encourage you also to stand in the gap today, knowing that many people will be caught in the snares of crisis spirituality. And so let's search out the scriptures daily. Let's speak the truth daily based on those scriptures and really seek to know God, because that is our entire duty on this earth. Because after we breathe our last, it's over. We don't have a second chance. And so says scripture. Look it up. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip. Until next week, adieu.